You see Dan Orlovsky yesterday, Jake, about the Colts? You said he was optimistic, right? Dan Orlovsky yesterday tweets this. Counted 36 plays between the Colts' offense and defense that are literally one player doing their job away from being much different results. They aren't as far off as it feels, but you have to have to fix that soon. Only major issue I feel is left tackle. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, You know, I, I – in – Fernando Alonso's Indy 500, I only counted 78 laps where they had an issue, and the only problem I saw was the front left tire. I, I, I mean, left tackle's fairly important. Arguably the most important position on the field, not named quarterback. And then secondly, 36 plays. That's like a third of the game, right? I mean, only 36 plays? Yeah. Well, let's go. All right. Sweet. I mean, Jake, not to bring up, you know, it's like Jake saying, well, you know, only a third of that math test was an issue for me. That's correct. Well, you're already down to a C. That's correct. Now, the big... <laughs> I was like, God. I, so, I don't know. Maybe we're taking the glass half full and we're immediately turning it to glass half empty. I, I've said this, more, said this before about left tackle, but I think it's worth mentioning it again. That mistake to me has been a multi-year uh, kind of a multi-year building sort of mistake. When Anthony Costanzo first flirted with retirement, that should have been the red flag. We need to draft a tackle. Need to try and develop someone. Like Matt Pryor was literally stunned when the Colts told him that they wanted to move him to left tackle and that they thought he could be a starter. When the guy that you're asking to do the job is stunned, is that not a red flag? That's, that's usually a bit of an indicator that there could be an issue. <laughs> is that not alarming? I... I would like to see Bernard Ryman in there. Not tomorrow night. I think Pryor will probably be the guy because you haven't practiced all week long. But next week when you get that additional practice coming back from the mini-bye week, if Pryor and Ryman are going to be about the same, play the rookie. That's totally fair, yeah. I mean, at some point... I'm Bernard Ryman, and I'll be back. Heck yeah. That pause gets me every time. At some point... And I, look, I think the Colts could win tomorrow night. I do because I think Denver's got the same issues that Indianapolis does. But if they come back, if they don't win, Kevin, at least two of these next three at Denver, Jacksonville, and then at Tennessee, if they don't, if they don't win two of those three, then at some point you start moving to the future, don't you? And you just, you just say, you know what? It's, I mean. Can you, if, if you lose, if you lose two of three, if you lose three, Jake, you know you get to that trade deadline end of October. Do you become a seller? Uh, yeah, possibly. It's stuff that I know internally probably isn't even being discussed about right now, but those are questions you have to have. Look, if if it goes down that path, some people are asking about Bernard Ryman. I'll sneak this in, Jake, before you you go. Um, Ryman's been dealing with an ankle injury. He rotated in the first two weeks. Still getting back to full speed on that. I think that's part of the reason why we haven't seen him in there more. The the thing about broken record here, I realize. The teams that the Colts are looking towards to stay on pace with in the AFC. Buffalo. Kansas City. The Bengals, 
I don't know that I'd say New England. Baltimore, certainly. Um, who else am I missing here? In the, I mean, obviously Tennessee, right? Um, Jacksonville, maybe. But if you look at those teams, Kevin, Miami. Now, Miami drafted Tua. Did they move up or did they organically have the fifth overall pick? I believe organically. Okay. Cincinnati organically had the number one overall pick and Joe Burrow was there. And the Chargers took Herbert right after Tua. The Chargers moved up to get Justin Herbert, correct? God, Mark, would you would you look that up? For some reason, I'm thinking those three teams kind of stayed pat. Okay. I yeah. honestly thought the, the one tra- 2020 draft, yeah. I thought the one trade really somewhat early would have been the Colts at 13 trading that pick for DeForest Buckner. The Bills traded to move up to get to Josh Allen. Correct. The Chiefs traded to move up to get to Patrick Mahomes. Huge trade up by the Chiefs. The Ravens took Lamar Jackson when a lot of people passed on him or when the Ravens probably had need elsewhere. And they traded up to get Lamar Jackson. They did trade up to get him? Okay. And they still took they and they took him again. Bill Polian said he's a receiver, right? Um my point being, yes, it is not easy to get a quarterback. And teams searched long, long, long and hard and far and wide to do so. But there's also plenty there's equally the number of precedent, if that makes sense, of teams that saw their guy and went out and got him and did what they had to do to put themselves in position to get a quarterback. And the ask the Cleveland Browns, the going out and just recycling eight-year veterans with two years left on their in their lifespan over and over and over, it just it doesn't work. At some point, you got to bite the bullet and say, you know what, we're, we're, we're getting after this. It, there is the quarterback position is going to be for the Colts in this year's upcoming draft. And I can't believe it's October and we're talking 2023 draft, but the quarterback position is going to be the receiver. If Chris Ballard thought he got tired of hearing people talk about wideouts heading into this draft, huh, let me tell you something. The quarterbacks available in this year's upcoming draft. I don't care if the Colts all of a sudden here get hot and win the Super Bowl and as a result are drafting 28th. They, they've they got to package players together to move up and get a quarterback, period, because you can't keep going and buying people's Lexuses that have 195,000 miles on them. Eventually, you've got to bite the bullet, trade in your car, and throw in your flat screen television if need be to get yourself a car that is new to you. I think you're also seeing that wide receivers are first round talent ready. You see all these guys that are going in the first round. You're like, wow, that's a rich prize to, to do. But you see like Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, all these guys that are number one pit, first round picks. Like there's talent there. Like, wouldn't you love to have one of those guys on the Colts? You have to start using your draft capital for those guys as well. I feel like, you know, I obviously people understand that, Chris Bauer and I disagree on the wide receiver position. We disagree even more on how you acquire a quarterback. By far. Um, I've said it from day one. The moment Andrew Luck retired, at that point, every single resource has to go into 
how do we get the next guy? When do we get the next guy? Because until you have that, you create a ceiling on your franchise. And the Colts have had a ceiling on their franchise throughout the last, I guess now, four seasons of you can only get so high with your with your current quarterback group. And even if you get to that ceiling, like let's say for some reason the Matt Ryan thing worked out or works out. The Colts turn it around. The Colts win, you know, 11 games. They win the AFC South. They, you know, win a playoff game, and then they lose to the Chiefs in the divisional round of the playoffs. Next year, same thing. Well, then Matt Ryan retires, and now you're scramble mode. Now you're, okay, y- you continue to get back to the same sort of question you've had since 2019. And yesterday I mentioned it. Jim Irsay has lofty goals for the franchise, and I know that it-, it seems a bit ludicrous at times, but he wants two Super Bowls in a decade. And I, I feel like, okay, if that's his goal, then if you're the general manager, the best way to try and achieve that is to go out and find a young quarterback that you build with, you grow with, and that is your guy, that is the mainstay, because more than any other position on the football field, it's quarterback that can cover up other deficiencies. Whereas now, you've got a roster where quarterback is is a question, and you've got other positions that are also deficient in certain areas, and you don't have the one guy at the most important position in sports to hide, mask some of those other flaws where you can get away with it. The Colts can't get away with it right now. They're they're going to win in Denver, though, aren't they? Which, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want them to, but the, but watch. Denver's having the same issues, man, I'm telling you. I mean, the you. spread's only three. I, I, don't, I don't think it would be a shocking upset by any means. I mean, Denver is struggling, and Russell Wilson's hurt. Right shoulder injury. I, I don't think anyone ever wants to see that for their quarterback. Right shoulder. He says he's A-OK, right? Yeah, but you put one hit on that shoulder. No, who, Any idea who the Broncos' backup quarterback is? Is it Mark Rippon's son, Brett? Ding, ding, ding. By the way... And I'm is, not, is that Mark Rippon's son? I have no idea. I mean, I would assume so. I, I am not trying to belittle the person who just asked this because I get asked this a lot. No, nada, zero, absolutely not, etc. As many ways as you can emphatically deny something, everyone here in Indianapolis needs to understand the Colts are not tanking for Arch Manning. He is a senior in high school. He has to play a minimum of three years of college football before he's even eligible for the draft. There is, I don't care if he is Peyton Manning, John Elway, Barry Sanders, Dick Buckus, Lawrence Taylor, and Jerry Rice all wrapped into one. There is not a single player in the history of football that a team will sacrifice four consecutive seasons to wait on. Unless it's Mike Ditka and, you know, Ricky Williams. Uh, Give it all up. I need him. <laughs> that was kind of cr- I mean, Ricky Williams is what, like the fourth overall? Yeah. Uh, Brett Rippon, the nephew of Mark Rippon. Former Colt Mark Rippon. Mm-hmm. Something to watch tomorrow night. Uh, another thing to watch on Denver for tomorrow. Javante Williams are starting running back towards ACL on Sunday. He's out. Melvin Gordon is the backup. I think we all know the name Melvin Gordon, veteran, Wisconsin running back. 
Um, he has fumbled five times in his last 44 rushing attempts. Are he and Matt Ryan comparing notes? I was going to say, can you bet on who has more fumbles tomorrow night, Matt Ryan or Melvin Gordon? <laughs> there probably is something. Uh, and if you can, I'm hoping you do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Mm. Um Probably you can wager that, yes. Matt Taylor is going to join us in five minutes. I do want to mention this point from Drew because I think it's a really good point to make with this. Drew goes, I'm all about trading up for your guys, especially in this draft, but let's not forget that for every Mahomes and Herbert you just named, there is a Darnold, Baker, Daniel Jones to counter. Without question, Drew, and I want to make this very clear, it's not easy to find the guy, but if you want a franchise – that is going to give you the best chance for sustained success over a decade, it's the path you have to take. It's not the easiest path to necessarily maneuver or find, but you've got to go that path. NFL history would indicate that, particularly this day and age of NFL history. So it's not easy. I don't think anyone is saying it's easy, but it's part of why teams like Buffalo and Kansas City right now feel as good as they do about their franchise Kansas City for the last five years and moving on. Buffalo for the last couple of years and moving on here into the 2020s. By the way, somebody just asked me, whatever happened to Jacob Eason? I believe he is on the Panthers practice squad, correct? Is that where he's at now? I believe that's correct. 99.999% certain that he is on a practice squad uh, hoping that Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield don't work it out. Whatever happened to P.J. Walker, Colts preseason darling? Wasn't he with the Panthers at one point? He, he He's bounced around. Who's the one that was with the Colts like seven different times in pre – like he was the Drew Haddad of quarterbacks. I think it was P.J. Walker. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shorter guy, right? Yep, on yeah. again, off again. Pride to Temple, P.J. Walker. 